Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. Today, I figured I'd take the, the reins of doll hair here and, uh, and ask some questions. And, and the, I like how the topics, this was the whole idea of the show, I like how the topics come up organically. So just over eating some lunch a minute ago after a meeting, mm-hmm. it's a nice Sunday again, um, and just talking. And that's what, what really this is all about. And starting to talk about some pretty deep stuff. The, talking about the third step today. Um, and that's been on my mind a lot. I processed, uh, finally finished the process of processing a third step with my sponsor yesterday. How did that go? It went really well. Did um, you have a, a spiritual experience? Did you have a something? Did something shift? You hear those stories sometimes. I'm curious if you felt anything on the spot or since then or anything like that. I think for me, my spiritual experiences come in the form of my mind being opened and Mm. maybe a layer being taken down. Anytime I learn something or, or open up myself on how to apply this just a little better, that's a major spiritual experience. And so yesterday we were sitting there and the big, the big thing that hit me was this great emphasis. My sponsor was putting on care of God, oh, God, as we understood in that care You know, I word. have a thing for that. Oh, it's a, have you heard uh, my thing about I the care I haven't, but I would like to right now. <laughs> um, that care of, it was a turning point for me. Um, and I really didn't delve into it. So anyone who hasn't heard the third step, if on the slight hmm. chance that there's anyone out there listening who doesn't know what the third step of the 12 steps are, it is we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. That's the third step. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, they get tied up in the, I want to make a decision, right? Like, what's, hmm. a, what's that? People talk about that, three frogs on a log, and, you know, blah, 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 making the whole thing about making a decision. And it is important. Um, and real the, real quick, ahead. sorry about the, about the frogs. Um, one thing my sponsor is big on, and, and I said this when I was speaking on Friday night, is um, he says it, that he hates that analogy. <laughs> and, and I hate it too, because if we really look at the word decision, it implies action. It's the Correct. genesis of an action. Correct. So the whole thing about it's three frogs on the log and one made a decision to jump off the log, how many are left? Three. And that's BS. Because he never took action. Yes, but it's a decision implies it. Yes. But yes, sorry. Continue. No, no yes. you're right. But I'm like, I have a dictionary right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, everybody digs around. And then, you know, even in the third step, if you haven't already, maybe out of your second step, you might make a list of what your God is and isn't and all that. You know, there's like a ritual a lot of times with some people and mm-hmm. some sponsors 
about figuring out what God is for you and what isn't. So there's a lot that goes into that, but I think a lot of times we skip over that care of, like, what does that mean? What does that, what does that look like? And uh, my sponsor, uh, she lives out in California, and the first time that we did the steps, um, you know, I worked them right out of the flat book, just like everyone else, and this was six or seven years ago. Uh, so already some good clean time under my belt and she, um, has more clean time than I do. And, um, think right around Le- Leanne. So 30, 31 years, probably somewhere in that time, time frame. Um, but she had me dig in really strong on what does the care of mean? And I have never done that. So here I am, you know, with 16, 17, 18 years clean, whatever it was, and I had never delved into what that meant. And the third step is something that I struggle with. Like, I'll be, I'll be really honest with you on that. And so um, this is what I came up with. And this is what I tell all my sponsees, too, when we're working this. is Because now I make it a big emphasis with my sponsees. Like, what does this mean? Like, I think it's super important for us to understand what that looks like. And it's easier for us to make a decision and take action. Mm-hmm. If we can yes. kind of get an idea of what the care of looks like. So what I came up with was when my daughter brings the grand girls over and drops them off in the driveway and they all come running up to the house and they, they don't knock, right? They just run in and you know, whatever, but she's dropping them off in the care of grandma and grandma. That's right. And we will do everything and anything for them. We'll feed them. We'll clothe them. We'll, you know, we'll do, we'll teach them. We'll, we'll learn from them. Like, you know, all that, like the whole thing, like, but they're in our care and Ashley trusts us with the girls. There's no issue whatsoever. I would take a bullet for those girls. I would jump in front of a truck for those girls. I would, I would give them my right arm, my kidney, my whatever. Um, but I'll also let them climb a tree and I'll let them fall out. Mm. But I'll pick so, them up, right? Do you want to climb the tree again? No. Well, I think you should maybe climb it again, right? You don't fall off the horse without getting back on. Like, so I think, to me, that's what my higher power is. It's like I am to the grand girls, right? I'm here for you. I'm going to do everything for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to do everything, blah, blah, blah. But you got to fall out of the tree sometimes. And I think that, you know, is, is the essence of it. Because we think our higher power has dropped us or... It's not there for us or whatever. It's like, no, it's letting us climb the tree. Yeah, that's that's how we're learning. That's right. I think it's always a, it's a good picture, and that's funny because in there's this uh, non-approved literature, really old, uh, step working questions and additions that that we're working through. Cool. And that's the pretty much the exact same analogy that it gave. That's crazy. Yeah, that is weird because Thea's never read that. Mm-mm. Um. I have it. So that care thing, that's that's where it builds enough trust. Yes. To turn into the faith. Because but I, I had really looked over that a lot too. And it's I, I really like putting a lot of emphasis on that because that's essential. I'm not gonna turn my will and my life over to something that doesn't care for me. Correct. The same way that you care for the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a real powerful thing. And I think when people get that I can even see it sometimes when I'm talking to sponsees. Like I, I see them go, Oh, I get it. I get. Oh, okay. Okay. So because that, that wasn't the one that I came from obviously. And I'm not saying anyone explained God to me in the wrong way, No, no. but the way that it was internalized for me didn't have that full range of, of unconditional care that I had to learn 
again here in the steps. Right. Um, so I was going to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, oh. he's turning and the tides on me today, guys. Tables have turned. <laughs> um, while we were eating lunch, we were talking about some of this, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is good stuff. <laughs> um, we should just re record the lunch next Probably. Time. It wouldn't be as polished, but it's, it's probably a little better. <laughs> um, how do you hear God? Podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> the corner of here and now. The corner of here and now. <laughs> Uh, but I say that jokingly, but I kind of mean it. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, people, people, yeah. people are how I hear God. I, I talk to God. I pray. I ask questions. I totally have a conversation with my higher power, but the answers, the answers or the whatever's come through people, whether it's in the rooms, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a, um, reading our literature, Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah. The Buddha. The bur the bur the barista this morning was my te teacher because my coffee was horrible, um, so I bowed to the I bowed to the barista, <laughs> as my sensei says. Um, so yeah, but it's all through it's all through people. I, I do there is some gut instinct, intuition, mm. that type of stuff that I really really strongly believe in. My gut has never, ever been wrong, mm -hmm. and I know that every time I go against it, something happens, whether I get screwed, for lack of a better term, or you know, something happens that isn't uh, in my favor, if you will. Um, and my God will yank the rug out from underneath me at times, too. It's in a loving and caring manner, but or not, it can be rough. I've had some rough stuff go down, and I knew that, you know, one instance in particular, I... I won't go into the whole story, but the rug was literally pulled out from underneath me in a situation. And I knew that a month or two before that I needed to make changes in that situation. And I refused to do it. I was too scared. I was too whatever to make those changes. And all the signs were coming. All the signs were coming. You need to make this change. You need to make this change. And I didn't do it. And then one day, boom, the rug just got yanked right out from underneath me. And I was standing there going, oh, shit, I knew what to do and I didn't do it. Um, so those types of things happen too. So I'd have to say it's through people. I think sometimes something you mentioned really well there, my gut or the mm -hmm. intuition or the, um, oh, Steve, Steve says something. Um, but the, those things, sometimes I can't hear those. And I think I spend a lot of time thinking and, and every now and again, I'll do a group on this where it's, it's talking about clearing that path where I can hear it. You know, I feel like in, in my addiction and when I'm when I'm really out there, especially with chemicals, I was I was tamping that voice, that inner mm -hmm. voice down because right. it, it was telling me things I didn't want to hear. I said, no, I want to do this. And you're telling me that giving me that gut feel, well, I'll shut you the hell up real nice. And I know what can do that. Right. And so now I'm cleaning it. It'll still get shut down. And I think sometimes when I can't hear that, my God will will come in the form of people mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe when that guts, I'm not quite listening to it, or maybe I'm not clear enough to really hear it. As far as like clear, I mean like meditating, sure. like just being quiet inside. Mm -hmm. When I've got that anxiety, it'd be like, nope, I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna come at it at a weird way. So that's that's a good question for you. What times can you hear and not hear? Because and I'll, I'll preface that if that's not enough. Like we were talking about how. Sometimes you can read the same thing over and over again and not see that part. Right. So when can you hear and when can you not? When I'm ready. 
when the it's so cliche, yeah. but when the student <laughs> yeah. is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah, you know, like I was telling you while we were eating our tacos. Um, over the last week, I've just been getting these huge messages. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and then it would come again in a different voice form, whatever, and I'd be like, oh God, there there it is again, and then. And then it came again, and I was like, oh, God, that person saying the same thing as that other person said, just in a, they're shuffling the words around. And then, you know, I just came off a silent re- retreat, like, just a few hours ago, and um, the the teacher did a, a Dharma talk, like, a, it's called a Taisho, and um, holy cow, I thought he's been following me around for the last two weeks. <laughs> like, it was so spot on what he was talking about. Um, he was talking about how we're all Buddha. That's kind of how it started. But he was also talking about how the biggest changes and the where we have the most growth is when things are the roughest. We have to go through the hard times. We have to face Absolutely. it and move through it. Um, you have to feel it. Um, there's, there's, just, there's just no way around it. The big book talks about we have to face it and move through it. It's not face it, run around it, face it, climb over it face it run underneath it like no you face it and you move through it um and that is is huge and that message has been coming to me so loud and clear over the last couple of weeks that it has been nutso um uh roshi ray talked about um you know, we have to have spring, we have to have winter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these there's all these analogies, right? The other analogy he used was the oyster can't make the parole without sand. Yes. It's the grit. It's the grind. You know, and if you've ever been in a silent meditation, you feel like you're sitting around with sand in your pants. Like, it's, it's rough. It can be a really, really rough thing, and it takes guts to get on the cushion and sit for a couple of days. Um, and so I think, you know, that's part of it and to feel those feelings and to sit through all of that. So I was able to take a lot of what I've been learning over the last uh, couple of weeks and you know, made a decision recently to get some outs- outside help and to do some really heavy stuff. Um, so that came into play, like the messages I'm hearing there and just, you know what I mean? Like it was that's that's the thing. Did I answer your question? I think so. You know, when <laughs> when can I hear it? And it's when yeah. I'm ready. It it yeah. goes back in that thing that it's it's um it's always been happening. My higher power's always been there. Right. And things have always been happening, but right. my eyes weren't open. Right. And I think that recovery is an opening of the eyes. It's an opening of the eyes, and I, I think <clears throat> for me, I'm in a time in my life. Again, Roshi Ray brought up a quote from um, Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. who I love, Joseph mm-hmm. Campbell, and I had never heard this quote. And hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Hang on, guys. Do, 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 do. So it's a by Joseph Campbell. Yeah, the, and the hero's journey. It is. He yeah. yeah, he was all about the hero's journey and all that. But this was the quote that uh, Roshi Ray used. It, uh, it says, "There is perhaps nothing worse." Then reaching the top of the ladder and discovering that you're on the wrong wall. Oh. Holy smokeroony. <laughs> I'm on the wrong wall, y'all. Is there a wrong wall? Yeah. I think there can be a wrong. Well, you can take it as, well, this isn't just a wall for me, so I need to move on. And that's okay. And he said that. He goes, you know, people beat themselves up. They do this. They do that. Okay, I'm on the wrong wall. Climb back down, move the ladder, climb it again. Just go to a different wall. 
I don't mean to sound really weird here, but no. it, different wall, but it's all on the path. We're always on the path. Always on the path. Always, it, yes, yes. And it's not something to judge ourselves over. It's not something yes. to beat ourselves up over. Um, he talked about how we're all perfect right here with our faults. It's part of our humanity. Yes. And getting curious about it. Just, just you know, if I'm judging Daniel for his weird head headband today, then I don't have to tell him about it. I don't have to act on it. But I can say, I'm judging Daniel today. What's that about? Let's mm -hmm. get curious and have that type of attitude about it. And I, I'm going to use the BB again, Brene Brown. But <laughs> she talks about <laughs> the, the BB. The BB. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. But she talks about that, too, about being curious and how in yeah. middle age the universe will come and shake you and go, hey, you better be using your gifts. You need to drop your armor because you're not using your gifts or holding you back and you're not allowing the world to be have to take part in your gifts as well. That's like the latter. It, it it's, it's like, all, remember we were talking about how we hear all the, these different things, but they're in the same, or we hear all these yes. different things with different words. Yes. Again, these messages have come like in the last 10 days, just like a bombardment but I'm ready. Yes, you can actually hear them. I can actually hear them. That was a long story to say. When <laughs> no, I love that. And that all comes back around to being aware. Mm -hmm. We, You know, we're always talking about awareness. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the key is having my eyes open. And not necessarily my physical eyes, right? My third right. eye, my intuition, right. my, my ears, myself being open mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to hear things. Um, that's good stuff because I, I don't think that I can... We talked about what is recovery and, and the other day, and I said it is growth. Mm -hmm. And well, I can't grow unless I can be open and hear. And I can't practice a third step if I can't do that or, or live one. Say practice, live, whatever. Um, here's another question. Okay. Um, let's see here. <laughs> he has a list over here, you guys. I got a question. You touched on something. I did. I, I made a little note. I said, oh, I heard something good in there. Um, it, it, with the uh, the synchronicity of things. Oh, God. Um, I love that. There's like this collective consciousness, consciousness mm -hmm. that uh, is in these rooms. Um, it says in, I think it says in one of the books that there's, there's a magic that happens. Nobody can tell you really what it is. Right. It happens in these rooms and in life outside of the rooms for sure, these synchronicities that happen. And so, I mean, kind of this, this, the stupid question is, do they, like everything else, do they just happen sometimes or are they happening all the time? Like when, when are you aware of those things and how do you become aware of those things? Also hearing, how do you get open? I'm going to be real honest when I'm hurting. Hmm. I don't think I hear, always hear the messages when I'm in a good place. Because everything's cool. I'm cool. I got this. I'm cool. I'm going to meetings. I got money in the bank. I'm not struggling. Da, da, da. Oh, I'm going to Costa Rica for 10 days. See y'all when I get back. Pura Vida. Aloha. <laughs> you know, Shaka, like all the stuff, right? But when I'm hurting and when I'm, you know, on the rough part of the patch, then I get really open. So <laughs> people say, you know, I love the, some of the spiritual gurus around the rooms. <laughs> well, just work the steps when you're not hurting, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, or do your stuff when you're not hurting. It'll be a lot easier in the long run and, you know, all that kind of thing. And it's like, man, it just, it just doesn't work that way. 
I wish it was that simple, but I just, you know, and this is my path right now. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is where I'm, where I'm at. And this is what I need to be doing right now is seeing and shifting. And, you know, I joke around that the universe is playing chess with my life. And I know that the universe is doing that with your life recently too. Mm -hmm. Chess, you know, pieces are being, are being moved around. And that's part of that third step too. I have to um, you know, leave the outcome to my higher power, but I do have power over the choices that I make and the people I spend time with and what I watch on TV and I make choices about what I eat and whether I'm willing to meditate or not. Like all the little wins, all the little wins. Like we talked about in that first episode, first real episode, um, stacking those small wins because I do have power over that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that is super important. And that wasn't mentioned today in the, in the meeting I, I almost shared, but I was like, no, you just came off retreat. You're too spiritual right now. Like, <laughs> I was feeling a little lofty there. So I was like, you need to keep your mouth shut and listen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do have power over that, you know, and I think that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge piece of that. It is. It, it, there's been a recurring thing right here in, in uh, when you were talking about nature earlier. Mm -hmm. and I, I think there's every. I think nature is one of the biggest teachers. If it's uh, if you believe in creation or not, it's it's um, it's a fingerprint of something greater, mm -hmm. and and there's just everything to be learned. And one of those things, and, and then you brought up Joseph Campbell, and 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 when he's he's talking about through through everything, there's struggle. Yes. In every story, there's there's struggle. Which every is hero what, struggles. Yes. Period. And, and that's like that's the catalyst. Mm -hmm. I was taught in the second step that a power greater than myself often does come in the form of pain. Hmm. That that's the power that's greater than me. The pain is great enough that it motivates yes. me into that action of doing something different or listening or opening. Yes that struggle, right? Like you were saying, like the oyster or the butterfly, that's that struggle in the chrysalis, right? That, that one. he can fly yes. otherwise. Yeah. Doesn't. There's that little Al-Anon thing that goes along with that, that I'll spare you. <laughs> I heard it, but there's that struggle that's evident everywhere for growth. Yeah. What do you think about that? Hashtag the struggle's real. <laughs> That's how hip I am, guys. I know what all the kids are doing today. <laughs> Hashtag noticed. Thea is hip. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not to say that I want to struggle all the time because I don't, you know, I fight against the struggle and all that kind of stuff too. But I, for me, the biggest growth and the biggest learning has been embracing the suck right? Embracing the struggle. I had that talk with the folks at KP the other day, the embrace the suck. And we had some really good conversations around that with the group the other, the other couple days ago, whenever I was there last. And, um, you know, we don't want to embrace the suck. We want to make the suck go away. We want to use drugs or, you know, shop or porn or food or whatever it is sure. that we're using. And, and, and society, right? It's everything's yes. postured yes. to remove any sort of struggle. Uh, like Zach Bush talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. It's Zach incredible. Bush. It's it is incredible, and and that but that's when we learn, you know it. You know you're right. It's all these an analogies, right? The butterfly, the oyster, the lobster. When he gets too big for his shell, he sheds it, and then he grows a bigger shell, you know. And it's it, it, 
you know, if you buy the shoe that's the wrong size, you just get a new shoe. Mm -hmm. But what do we do? We try to force our foot into that struggling shoe, and then we get a blister and a hammer toe and whatever, blah, 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 right? Like, we really want to wear those shoes, but maybe that's the thing with the ladder again. I want to be here. It's like, but I don't really like it here. I climbed the wrong wall. I'm wearing the wrong shoes, right? So, I, and it's okay. I can change my mind. I can go do something else. And, but, you know, again, all of that, I, I personally think it's super important. You know, The Alchemist, the book The Alchemist, mm -hmm. like there's all this stuff, you know, Star Wars, Han Solo, you got the, the Hobbit guy. What's that? What are the, Frodo. Frodo, that guy. <laughs> you know, so, and even the uh, the magic guy, the kid. What are the all Harry the, Potter. There you go, Harry Potter. I've never read Harry Potter. Sorry, everybody. I'm the one person on the planet that's never read Harry Potter. But that's a hero's journey, too. Yeah. You know, it's all that same stuff. And I think everyone in the rooms is on their own hero's journey. They, But mm. they have to allow the struggle to happen they have to be willing to see something better on the other side of it they have to trust you know you you me and you and other people in the rooms we're the yodas and the and the bends and the you know all these people that say come on it's okay we, we got this i'm gonna show you how to do it um and it's really really a superpower you know being being clean is a superpower it gives us the ability to weather harsh weather and get to the other side of it. And then every time I do that, then I know that things are going to be better. Like I, I, you know, I've been clean for a lot of days. We always joke around around here. How many days have you been clean? You know? Um, but that's the only thing that's the difference between me and somebody that's you new or you that's somebody that's new is just, we just have the days racked up. We have enough rough days under our belt to know that it's not going to last. Even if, even if it really, really sucks, we can stay with it. We can stay in it. We can trust the process and we can get to the other side of it and ask for help when we need it. And that's living the third step. Each mm -hmm. one of those totally. things is building faith. Totally. Faith in ourselves that we can get through it. Yeah. Faith in our higher power that will be guided through. Faith in our, our brothers and sisters around us that are doing this with us. Faith in our mentors and our gurus or whatever you want to call them, our sponsors, like all these people. Um, faith, yeah, it's all those different, and I think we need all those different faiths. Absolutely. If, does that make sense? Yeah. You all know, the, yeah, all yeah. those facets. I need mm -hmm. it every which way. And because when, oh, that's something interesting, because when one doesn't work, when I can't hear it one way, it will come at me another way. That's just how loving and caring mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my higher power is, right. your higher power is. And I right. think whoever's listening, your higher power yeah. is that it, it yeah. when it, when one way is blocked, I'm going to come at you another way. Mm -hmm. I'm always a little careful with that too, because I know that my higher power loves me enough to use a Louisville slugger and a baseball bat. <sighs> totally. And, and I know it's out of love. Right. Damn, sometimes it doesn't feel like no, it. No, it, it doesn't. Is. Like consequences aren't bad well, necessarily. Yeah. Like what's good and bad, right? Labeling things. Right. Right. But again, it's all learning. It's just, it's learning. Curiosity. Why am I doing this? Why am I judging? Why am I not getting to work on time? Instead of beating myself up and being an ass about it or, you know, whatever, why not get curious? What's really going on here? Ask myself some really hard questions. Why am I not getting to work on time? What is really going on here? Or whatever the situation is. Um, and if I'm really willing to sit in that, people aren't willing. I'm just going to be blunt. People aren't, people aren't, there were 10 of us at a, 
a day, two day silent meditation. Ten. Yeah. No, people don't want to be on People don't want to do it. Nope. And it sucks. This, there was one guy there, it was his first time, and he's like, this isn't fun. And I was, I started laughing, and I'm like, I've never heard anyone call a session fun. Like, this is not fun. Like, it's not comfortable. But I know if I do it and I get to the other side of it, I'm going to be better. I get to become a butterfly again. Yes. Yeah. And level yeah. up. They and level like up. The level up. Level up. Yep. That's how I do it. Get the next rung of the helix or whatnot. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about it. It's so true. A couple of things that, you know, the, the society, there's a lot of spiritually being sedentary. It's because mm. it is. It, it's so comfort driven. Everything is about removing myself from the elements, talking about nature. And that, that's a, right. the way to connect mindfully, the, a, a really great way. There was, um, I've been watching this um, documentary on the national parks that's been fantastic. And John Muir, who was, I guess, one of the fathers of the, of the national park system. Muir. Have you ever He's read amazing. his books? No, but I need amazing to. Books. He Get said that these, these parks will, will one day be the, uh, the spiritual refueling stations for the people. Oh, my gosh. And I paraphrased that a little bit, but that's what he was saying. He had the foresight to understand that, that that's, that's where people get recharged. Mm -hmm. There's all those lessons out there, and we're blocking ourselves in society. We are in nature. the boxes and da-da-da. Explain. <laughs> we, we're human animals. We're mammals walking mm -hmm. the earth. And... We're, yeah, and this, I'm not a religious expert, scholar, theologian, whatever, but um, the little bit I do know is that at some point, humanity was taken out of the nature and we were put in a different spot. So nature became separate from us. The animals became separate from us. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know when, I just know a little bit. I know a little enough to be dangerous about some of this. But that's what you've seen happening over the years, uh, centuries, since some of those old books have been written, in my opinion, that, you know, we separated ourselves, we made mm -hmm. us better than, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I, I don't even know the right wording there. And so we have separated ourselves, but we are nature. And our, from a pure science, physiological, biological way, our bodies are the same as they were 20,000 years mm -hmm. ago. So we're still adapted to sunshine, sunrise, sunset, the weather. We're the most adaptable creatures on this planet. We live anywhere. We can do anything. We can build things. We can destroy things. So when you look at it from that fashion, you've taken our essence away from us, I think, when we divorce ourselves from nature. I love that. And that's why we're depressed, and that's why we're sad, yes. and that's why we're... And this is my opinion, everybody. Don't, don't you know... But if you're not eating healthy food from the earth, if you're not exercising, moving your body, and sleeping, and in my opinion, getting some sunshine. Sunshine, I know. Yeah. You know me and the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Got to have the sunshine. Then there's something, there's definitely something missing. Um, and I think a lot of our angst comes from that. And I think a lot of our, you know, these diagnoses that people are oh, yeah. getting and, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. The, yeah. The, that spiritual disconnectedness. Yes. That, that, yes. It, one thing I was talking about in, in you talk about separation, this disease man loves separation, but totally. I think just sickness in general mm -hmm. and talking about how the number one sign of, of abuse is isolation. 
Oh, wow. In a relationship. Wow. And, but yet yes, we're yes. in society, we're, we're doing that to ourselves, isolating mm-hmm. it to, from community, from being that herd mm-hmm. animal. We're, we're the loneliest we've ever been as, yes. a, as a species. And what's interesting, if you look at some of the stats, and this is my stuff I like to read and listen to and all that, but more people live alone than have ever lived alone before in history, in the history of man. man. This is some of the Zach Bush stuff. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, he, some of that stuff, we're not in communities anymore. Um, And, you know, we could go down a social, you know, media rabbit hole and all that, but it gives us the illusion of being connected when we're really not. And some of this type of stuff. And I think that's why things like yoga and CrossFit and even our rooms, our 12 step rooms are so popular for lack of a better way to put it is because it gives us a community yes and we are community we're community animals and we're very community driven so yes. it's super super important have to have it just like anything have to else. have it and i think i can walk away sometimes like yeah i'm gonna go over here and be alone for a while and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this on my own and uh screw you guys i'm tired of the program and da 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 and within a very short time i'm at I'm kind of crazy anyway, but I am a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, I come I, dragging myself back in. I get sick in a very short amount of time. Yes. Without my mirrors and my connection yeah. to to all of you. Right. It, it really, it's astounding to me how how short an amount of time that, like, I, there ain't no resting on any laurels. No. For me. I mean, it's no. a number of days without yes. some kind of real connection. You know, yes. not like my, my girlfriend Haley would talk about hot wiring a connection, not fake connection, but without real connection. I start getting so darn weird. I'm in my head. I'm telling myself all these brain stories. I can't hear God. Correct. I can't be living a third step. Mm-hmm. I'm all in fear. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and it sucks. I mean, you know, sometimes, and I know, I know you know this or, or get this and experience this too, but if I get away from that, I mean, I have a hard time, I almost become slightly agoraphobic where I don't yep. want to be seen <laughs> by people. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go even go down a rabbit hole of bad food with that. Mm. I'll go down a rabbit hole, like just all of those things, more and more TV, more Netflix, more binging, more like it. Once it takes hold, it takes hold in a lot of different fashions for me and it snowballs. Um, and it, it, you know, if, I think if it went too far down the hole, it would end up, you know, with drinking and drugs again at Absolutely. some point. Yeah, me too. Or I would kill myself. Yeah, one of the two. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're I mean, both just to same be blunt. thing. Yeah, it is. But a little different. But a little different. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I even if you use, you kind of have a chance. Yeah. I mean, if I die, I don't have a chance. So. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you talked about complacency earlier, or you mm-hmm. brought it up. I don't think you used that word, but I, I'm going to use it. You talked about being comfortable all the yeah. time and all that. And to me, that came up. I heard compla- complacency mm-hmm. in that. And one thing that I'm curious about lately is complacency versus self-acceptance. Oh, his eyes just got real big. <laughs> complacency versus self-acceptance. I think, so like if I accept myself mm-hmm. for who I am now that my eyes are open, Okay. Now that I'm aware, yep. accepting Daniel. Okay. It, this is like some first step stuff. It's like accepting mm-hmm. reality. It's accepting who I am. And I think with self-acceptance, I'm accepting the idea that I need these things, that I get sick, all the stuff I was mm-hmm. just talking about, mm-hmm. that I, I accept that about me in reality and truth. And, and so those things 
knowing that, I guess being aware of that, I'm going to continue in that growth right. of recovery. Right. If, I, if I'm honest about who I am, I think it's when I'm dishonest about who I am and denial. I'm not self-aware in denial. Okay. I start buying my own BS mm-hmm. that I get complacent. Ah. Complacency to me is that where the growth kind of stops so if and, I lo- and I'm full of deceit. Yes. So my thought on that is to have complacency, I must have been growing to begin with. Hmm. Does the word complacency, <laughs> this is really, does the, if I've gotten complacent, does it, to me that almost sounds like now, and I'm just thinking of this now, I've never thought of it like this before, but if I've gotten complacent, maybe that means that I had been doing some sort of growth or work to begin with, and I've stopped for whatever reason, and I've gotten complacent. Because I can't get complacent if I'm not doing the work. Yeah, it seems to imply yeah. being on the journey. Correct. At some point and then being like, I'm good. I'm going to rest here for a little while. Is it a conscious decision, complacency? Well, I think back to the little wins and things yeah. like that, I think that all ties in. So mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a conscious decision. There's days that I'll sit there and and semi-conscious, not in these terms, right? but, you know, the little stories, that little deceit will come in and it'll say, you know, by God, you're doing real good. <laughs> and, yeah, no, you know, I deserve to just sit here today and, mm-hmm. and watch this Ken Burns documentary or something like right. I really don't, in the mornings I'll do it sometimes, I, um, where, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty damn good place. I, yeah. I really don't need to meditate today mm-hmm. or read anything. I mean, damn, I've already read it. You know, yep. well, I already know so much. I'm complacent. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's such BS because what I read yesterday doesn't apply necessarily to today. I mean, it kind of does, but it's like, I've, I feel like we're all filters and sieves, spiritual filters and, and sieves that okay. I'm only putting out what I've just put in not long ago. Mm. So it's almost like what I fill myself with is what's going to come out if I'm filling myself up with negativity negativity is going to come out. If I'm filling myself up with positivity, that's going to come out. If I'm filling myself up thinking about, um, you know, learning about better ways to eat healthy, that's going to reflect in my life probably. Right. Um, No, I just thought uh, you can't win today's game on yesterday's touchdown. Ooh, yes. That's what, yeah, there you go. For the sports people out there like Josh S., (laughs) that was for you to understand. (laughs) So I have to keep making plays, base hits, yeah. small wins, small wins, stacking the wins. What do you think about big wins? Where, like, I heard a guy talking one time, and he said, you know, set those goals way out there. And I mean, this really does tie into a third step because mm-hmm. we're talking about will and lives, which would be okay. another podcast trying sure. to talk about those two things. But turning that all over, but what do you think about setting those huge future goals? I tend to kind of not dig on that too much, to try to focus on, you know, just kind of here and now and and some of these one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Not trying to think too small, right. but maybe I do. What do you think about all that? Well, you know I like to think big. Yes. He's got a little smirk on his face like, oh, I got one for her now. <laughs> that's, again, that's some of the messages that have been coming through recently is about not necessarily goal setting, but the word that's been used several times over the last um, uh, week or 10 days is striving. <sighs> right? Like, 
and you know we all i think on some level want to strive strive to be better i do i'm a striver i don't that's just part of who i am as part of how i'm wired to set big goals and try to go after things um but again third steppy i have to leave the outcome to my higher power because that's when i get frustrated and disappointed and i beat the hell out of thea so not getting any attachments or expectations, but still swing, swinging for the home run. Back to you, Josh, back to the sports analogy. Uh-huh. Swinging for the home run, but Correct. being okay if you get a base hit or maybe if you get yes. out. And being, yes, and, and, and realizing the outs are a lesson too, and they're very important because maybe now I've climbed the wrong. We can go back to the ladder analogy. It may not have been where I was supposed to be anyway. I might need to move my ladder and try to hit another home run over Damn. there. We're going to mix analogies I now. I love it. But do you see where I'm yes. going? Like the outs are just as important, if not more important in some ways, in the home runs because I have to know what I don't want. Knowing yeah, what absolutely. I don't want, knowing what's not Thea, knowing what doesn't work for me and jive for me is just as important, if not more important, than knowing what I do want. And and I've learned that the hard way again, too. Um over the last several years, actually. So, yeah, and I knew it, it, again, it's been a logical thing that I've known for a long time, but I really got it put in front of me uh, in the last several years, like, oh, okay. But then that goes back to this question of complacency and self-acceptance. If I have a ton of self-acceptance, does that mean I don't strive? No. Roshi Ray would say, no striving. No striving is necessary. And I went, There was a big sigh from me in the back of the room. Thank you, Roshi Ray, if you happen to hear this or someone who knows him. Um, But yeah, he's like, no, you're exactly who you're supposed to be right here, right now. There's no need to strive. Just be who you are. Just be. Fuck. Life is going to, yeah, I feel like there's some truth to that. That life is going to put out the things, life on life's terms type stuff. The universe is going to lay out all the things to grow and to get bigger and to learn and and yeah. change and all of that, regardless yep. of us trying to make them up ourselves. And again, you know, the rug will get pulled out from underneath us if, mm-hmm. if we strive too far down the wrong, for lack of a better way, wrong um, path. God will come in with the bat. <sighs> Happens every time. Happens every time. And, and, you know, again, I'm at a point in my life where the universe is shaking me by the shoulders going, hey, you have gifts and you've been hiding them for too long, and it's time for you to step out and take part in these gifts because you're holding yourself back and you're not allowing other people to take part in this with you. And it's time for you to, to freaking do something. It's like a midlife crisis-y kind of thing. I hate to use that term, yeah. but that's not quite what it is. And it, But it takes hard work to be able to work on that armor and to drop that armor and to do the hard work to figure out what is you know and i'm i'm the type of person where like okay all right dude bring it let's let's roll you know let's do a little spiritual jujitsu and 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 get this stuff figured out because you know if i'm if i'm supposed to be helping people i want to be helping them and what's the best way for me to because i truly believe that to the service i truly truly believe that i'm to be of service yes but where am i to be of service what is the best route for me my skills and the things that I enjoy and that is I think maybe the game for lack of a better term for a lot of us is figuring out where that is does that make sense no it it really does we were talking earlier about uh, about some of that because I have some of that 
some of my ego comes out in that. Haley and I like to talk about this, that opposite ego where I'll, I'll, I'll almost self-deprecate and put myself, oh, no, that's all, that's all just God. Yeah, Daniel's just nobody. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that, and, and, and she, mm-hmm. you kind of got you on You know, me I have a like, thing. I have a yeah, thing. She didn't like it. And, <laughs> but it's because what you're talking about, there's a lot of self-centeredness and fear in taking things that, that God made about Daniel or Thea or you out mm-hmm. there that's special about you that that's you've right. got and not letting those facets shine. That's right out is is fear-based and i and i I struggle with that and being self-centered with it and i'm Mm -hmm. just going to keep it but it was given to me to to shine for other people not for me not to build this Mm -hmm. ego and not to be like oh daniel you're so great right (laughs) (laughs) but to to be i guess a testament to the the awesomeness of of each other Mm -hmm. i don't think we should play small you know i said that to myself a long time ago i i literally had a conversation with myself one day a long time ago that said, okay, you're just going to keep things small and, you know, cause it'll be easier and whatever, la la la. And I got down the road and I'm like, I've been fucking playing small mm. and it's come back and it's bite me in the butt. And I missed some opportunities and I, you know, I, well, I'll just stop there. I missed some opportunities because of it. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't regret that per se, but I know that now is the time to move through these fears and these things that I have going on with me so that I can get to new opportunities and new things that are waiting for me on the other side of these new ways, different ways. And probably what I should have always been, I don't want to shit on myself, but, you know, could have always been doing to help as many people as possible in my, in my way with my gifts and, and, and so forth. And the things that I have to offer people, and I like I can sit here and go, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. <laughs> but then there's a piece of me that goes, well, I don't know. Like you were wrong before. And it's not wrong. But again, it's just, hey, you should have maybe gone down a little different path. And that's OK. I know that that path isn't mine, but I can take pieces of that path and I can apply them over here. I learned some skills over on this side that I can take and I can apply over here. Wait. And that's freaking cool. God's going to use the assets Dude. how they need to be used. But like BB said mm-hmm. in, in her, mo- I think, most famous talk. Uh, the TED she, Talk. The te- the 35 Teddy million people. 35 million people have watched that TED Talk. Damn. That's it's one, amazing. It's one of the most watched TED Talks. Well, maybe. it's funny that it's a TED Talk and then she quotes her favorite quote from Ted. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt. The man and in the arena. So, yeah, exactly. Like Even doing this podcast, that's it, it's a vulnerable thing. Yes. It's a ballsy thing. It's putting yourself out there to to be criticized. It, it's it's to be bloodied in the mm-hmm. ring. Like I'm sure like somebody's going to have something to say and that's of okay. Whatever. You know, I was this is going to sound maybe egotistical, but and I'm just going to say it is that I've been pulled to do this. This isn't it, maybe it's a little ego, I'm not going to lie, right? But I'm being pulled to do this. Like I've known for a long time that this is something I've wanted to do. And this topic, this format, this thing popped into my head one day and I went, oh, shit, that's what I'm supposed to do. And you and I have talked about this for oh, probably over a year. Mm-hmm. Like we batted around. I'd be like, what do you think? What about this? Like we've I've been all over the map with this. And finally, one day I was like, fuck it. I'm doing this. 
I don't care what happens. I don't care where it goes. I don't care anything. If I can help one person, if Daniel can help one person and I can help one person and we can get some excitement going around some of these tough conversations, Mm -hmm. holy cow, I think that we could help some people. And I think that's the bottom that's the bottom line. And that's the thing about being willing to step out and move the ladder. And okay, I'm going to look over here now and like, see what's, you know, like right now I'm sitting with sand in my pants, right? I'm going to maybe become a pearl who knows. But, um, I think it's just really a super cool, a super cool thing. I agree. And I think in, in kind of a summation, mm-hmm. I think that's all third step stuff. It's all third step trust, trusting the process, having faith, Listening, listening and, and following it, even when it's not comfortable, Mm -mm. it's not comfortable to do Mm -mm. things like this necessarily. It's scary, but you know, I get excited. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, Oh, it's podcast day. We're (laughs) going to record something today. Like I get excited about, I'll crash afterwards. I'll be like, Oh, my couch. But, but yeah, I get, I get really excited about these conversations. It really makes my whole week. Well, and it's, what's exciting about life is these, these bigger these bigger subjects that's just continuing to open and grow mm-hmm. is, like we said, it, there's struggle. It's not always comfortable. Mm-hmm. But damn, if it's not the best thing. It is. It is. So, yeah. Cool. Dude, 47 minutes. 47. Wow. Well, 48, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's just ticking away. Are we done? I think so. I think that was a beautiful, beautiful place to end on. Awesome. All right. Love you guys. Thanks, y'all. See you on the flip side. Peace out.